The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may sustain the weary with his word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. It is a blessing to see you all here, and I offer you a blessing as we begin this, this most holy, holy week. We've uh, just heard a whole mouthful of gospel, if you will, that um, tells our central story in the faith. And today's sermon, in dealing with what we have just heard, is framed around this question. Does your accent betray you? Does your accent betray you? This question put forth comes from a passage in Matthew's Gospel just before our reading from today. In that particular passage, we find Peter in the high priest's courtyard as Jesus is being questioned. And twice he denies knowing Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about, he says. I do not know the man. And yet, by simply opening his mouth, Peter gives himself away. Surely, you were also one of them, say those in the courtyard, for your accent betrays you. Here among the people of Jerusalem, Peter's accent signals his identity. No matter what he says, no matter how many curses he calls down from heaven, the truth will be known. Surely he is one of them, for his accent betrays him. Our challenge is to consider whether our accent, our way of life, our way of being Christians in the world, whether that betrays us. Do we give ourselves away by what we do and how we live as much as by what we say? No one is born speaking the language of the Christian life. Just as we are born blind and need our eyes opened to faith, so too do we need to learn to live and speak Christ. We learn by imitation, by observation, by listening and, and practice, much the way a, a child learns to speak. You know, you've been around kids when they get to be around you know, one, one and a half, two, and they start making all those sounds and start getting a, a rhythm going, and it's almost addiction. You think, I can hear sentences, though it's just kind of babble at that point. But they are learning the language the same way that we, as we come into this life of faith, slowly but surely, by imitation, by being in the presence of those around us who are faithful, we learn the language of Christ. We acquire habits and, and words that are freighted with meaning. Resurrection, salvation, obedience, humility, patience. Think of Christianity as a, as a foreign tongue with its own concepts, its own grammar and peculiar idioms, just like English. A few years ago, myself and my wife, we hosted a, a young woman from China. And I remember this curious look that came over her face when I described a, a relatively easy task as a piece of cake. Piece of cake? 
she looked at me like, what, what does that mean? And as I tried to explain it to her, what this meant to me, it, it, it became apparent that for the uninitiated, this English idiom made no sense whatsoever. Piece of cake? In a sense, my accent, my way of speaking, betrayed me. This is the nature of the spoken word and the dilemma that Peter found himself in there in the courtyard of Caiaphas' house. But our concern, our concern today and our concern during this week is with the word lived. Do I speak it in a way that is obvious? Or do I need this priest's collar as a proclamation? Do you speak it? Does it speak through you whether or not you have a decorative cross hanging from your neck as a necklace? These are the questions that must be asked. And even if we answer in the affirmative and answer boldly this and say that we are truly speaking, the week gives us a chance to work, to work on our Christian accent. You can think of it, brothers and sisters, as a, a, a one-week intensive like one of those courses you take where you try to learn everything in, in six days or so. It's a, a total immersion in which Christ not only shows us the way, but indeed proves that he is the way. As he said to Thomas and to the other disciples, I am the way and the truth and the life. Each liturgy this week, beginning with today, continuing with Monday, Thursday, with the vigil overnight that happens after Monday, Thursday, with the three services on Good Friday, with um, the service that we'll be having on Saturday. Each of these liturgies, each of these services, brothers and sisters, is a classroom of sorts where we can learn about ourselves, service, sacrifice. We can learn and see and understand, perhaps, how easily how easily we go from the joyful shout, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and then turn to the contemptuous demand, crucify him. How easily do our sentiments change depending on the circumstance. And this we are no better than St. Peter on that fateful night, at one moment telling Jesus, even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. Then telling the crowd in the courtyard, I do not know the man. Yet all along the way, Christ is teaching us. As the prophet Isaiah said, morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. Think of Mary and that story there from Luke's gospel, sitting with Jesus while her sister Martha scurries about, distracted, Mary feasts on the one important thing, the teaching of Jesus Christ. St. Augustine speaks to this reality in one of his sermons where he says, we are all, you see, fellow students. There is just one master in this school. And that master, of course, is Jesus Christ, who calls us to hear him in the word preached and proclaimed to see him in the faces of those around us. I would ask you just to look around 
this room now. This is Christ present to you here and now. Christ teaching you. I am here in those here with you. Calls us, teaches us to taste him in the bread and the wine. And finally, to receive him into the bodily temples where he yearns to dwell. Christ teaches us. And we, like obedient and attentive students, are called to listen and to learn so that we may strengthen and refine our accents. Again, I call upon the great African bishop as he preaches about Good Friday. He says, that cross was a classroom. That's where the master taught the robber. The tree he was hanging from became the chair he was teaching from. Brothers and sisters, I ask you this week to go deeper into your faith, to refine your accents, so that, like Peter, our accents may betray us. But unlike Peter, let us not deny him who saved us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.